Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Because Why Not podcast. I'm your host, Grace Beeson, and I'm so glad you're here today. I hope you enjoy episode 66, which comes on the heels of a big birthday of mine and a big domestic dispute that I'm working through and have found some clarity around, which I hope will help you in your own life and relationship if you experience similar things, which I'm sure you have because we all have egos. So enjoy. And if you would leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit, I would be so grateful. Have a great day. Hi, everyone. Well, you know, a big thing about this life I'm living and this road I've been down, maybe the biggest thing is that I have chosen to live my life as exactly who I am, to embrace authenticity in a very real way and to share openly as a way of healing myself and helping others. And you know this, if this is not your first time here, you know what my MO is and where I'm coming from. I really, in this podcast especially, like to talk about very real and often painful and difficult things that I've gone through as a way of working through them, but also as a way of normalizing them and saying to you, here's what I've been through. Here are tools that you might use when you go through this. Or sometimes I just need to work through them and I use this as a platform. And for me, it's incredibly cathartic, you know, and I hope that it is for those of you who keep coming back here. And I'm so grateful that you do. So thank you. Um, Today is an example of me wanting to work through something difficult that I'm going through that I think I now have some clarity on and I want to speak about the clarity I have around this issue um, in hopes that I can move uh, forward from it and also maybe help give you some insight if you bump up against this in your own life. I imagine that what I'm talking about here today is something that every single one of you experiences in your love relationship, whether it's a husband, a boyfriend, a partner, a wife. If you're single, you may bump up against this with your mother or with your best friend or even a boss or coworker. Um, And that is about like egos colliding And, um, what happens with that when we take things personally and allow other people's behaviors or words to really impact us deeply and, um, you know, to react and really kind of make ourselves miserable because of that. So... I kind of see this as like a three-part thing. It's like the notion that we have got to release expectations, not take things personally, and keep our egos in check. Release expectations, 
not take anything personally, and keep our egos in check. That's a lot. That is a subject of many hundreds, maybe thousands of books. It is some deep work. And I'm going to scratch the surface here today um, in a minimal way, but that I hope is effective and hopefully um, something, again, that will help me and um, my house and uh, you at some point. So here's what, here's what I'm talking about. So yesterday was my birthday and I turned 45 and I'm feeling great. You know, I love my birthday. It is a special day. It is just a day. It's just a day like any other day, but it is a special day. It's my day. It's your day. Um, and my day was really great. Like all in all, I just want to acknowledge that my day was really great for many, many reasons. One, I went into it with no expectations other than that I was going to have some time to myself, which I really wanted and some time with my family, which I really wanted. Um, so I got a meditation in and a workout. I had a really great conversation in the morning with a friend that was super cathartic to use that word again. I have really felt like I needed a good cry lately and I had one and it sounds sad to cry on your birthday, which I've done many times before because I have felt sad in many ways, but I really had this like amazing cleansing cry over being happy yesterday. I really felt so grateful and so loved. Um, and all the wonderful birthday things happened. I got great messages and some funny phone calls of people singing. And I got flowers from my dad and stepmom and some presents to open. I mean, it was wonderful. Not the least of which I should mention is that I was woken up in the morning by my precious boys who were singing happy birthday to me in the dark by my bedside while I was sleeping because my husband got up to do the morning routine, which I so appreciated. And they sang to me in the dark and then they brought me coffee and they brought me some of my amazing homemade carrot cake that my mother-in-law and my little guy made for me from, by the way, the silver palette cookbook recipe. It is to die for if you like carrot cake. I'm a carrot cake aficionado. It's what I like to have on my birthday most years. And this cake is absolutely incredible. And life hack that I learned and only did for the first time at 45 yesterday is start eating your cake in the morning because then you can eat it all day long, which is what I did. It was great. It was amazing. And so did the boys. And they even had some for breakfast this morning. Um, in my past life, I used to like drink a lot on my birthday and then I would end up having cake in bed, um, late at night and that often got messy. So this is a much cleaner way of doing it. Um, so I was so grateful for my cake and my boys, all my boys and had a wonderful day. And I got my hair done, which I really wanted to do. And I got acupuncture and cupping. Do you ever do that? I'm such an Eastern medicine proponent. I haven't talked about it here, but I use acupuncture for so many things in my life. It's all started back when I was struggling with infertility, but I've used it for fertility. I used it for inducing my babies when they were late to induce labor. I've used it for anxiety. I've used it for physical pain in my knees. Um, I've used it for, um, gosh, exhaustion. I've used it for, um, just 
so many spiritual and physical things. So I can't say enough about that and cupping. I love that too. Go look it up. It is awesome. But what happened was that my wonderful, loving husband and I had a moment yesterday where our egos just knocked into each other, which often happens with us and often happens in love relationships, especially when you are two emotional people, you're two sensitive people. Um, You know, I don't want to blame it all on this, but I think there's something very real to it. We are nine days apart, our birthdays, but what that means is that he's a Pisces and I'm an Aries. He's a water sign and I'm a fire sign. And it often is very challenging. He's very, very, very sensitive. And that's a beautiful thing. And I am sensitive and emotional, but in a very different way, but I'm a fire sign. I am... Oh gosh, how do we say this? Fiery. I mean, you know, and there are moments where I'm difficult and I'm very intense and I can seem brash or aggressive as he says. Um, but I have a huge heart. We just, as does he, right. But we just, we communicate in different ways and we have spent nearly 20 years in our marriage and together as adults because we dated for a while in college and then broke up for five years, we have spent nearly 20 years learning how to communicate, learning how to argue. And we have put in so much work. And we were talking ironically recently about how we are really in a place 16 years into our marriage and 18 years into our relationship where we're reaping the benefits of this hard work of couples therapy and of so much hard communication, of testing things out, of failing, of trying again, of, um, you know, gosh, hurting each other, of just all of it. Um, And we were saying lately, like, God, we're in such a good place. We're reaping the benefits of our hard work in learning how to communicate and really learning how to argue. And I had been thinking so much lately about how You know, a successful marriage takes a tremendous amount of focused work. Sure, there are people out there who will say, oh yeah, we've been married for 50 years. It's been great. No problem. There are people like that. I haven't met them. I haven't met them. You know, I've never heard anyone say marriage is easy. And I come from a family with, um, you know, my mom was twice divorced. Um, you know, obviously my parents were divorced. Um, my, my dad and stepmom have been remarried for 30 years. Um, but you know, I have good relationships around me, you know, that are examples and I have seen a lot of good examples of marriages, but none has been easy. And I think every single friend I have, those who have been divorced, those who are not divorced will say marriage takes work and is hard. But I always feel that it's the most, oh gosh, it's rewarding work. You know, just as an aside, those of us who are parents know that parenting is the hardest and most rewarding job there is. You know, I posted yesterday on my birthday about things I know now at 45 that I didn't know at 25, 35, or even 40. And one of them is that parenting brings out the best and the worst in me. Um, which I kind of see as another way of saying that it's the, it's the hardest and most rewarding job. 
And marriage is very similar. You know, the, my capacity to love my children and my capacity to love my husband is unparalleled. And you can't know that until you do it. Um, but it is also the hardest work I've ever done. And I'm not talking about the loads of laundry or the shuttling to and from baseball, right? It is hard work. You're constantly holding a mirror up to each other. You know, this I know a lot more now than I did when my marriage began or even five years ago. And I know this more now about my parenting than I did five or 10 years ago when I first began my parenting. That first of all, my children are my teachers. Um, But I do believe my partner is my teacher too. And there are so many reasons why I called this partner, this husband into my life. We're constantly holding mirrors up to each other. And the thing is that our egos, now I'm talking about your ego, not as in like, you know, your Freudian ego or um, sort of, you know, your overconfidence or sense of self. It's more your ego that is, it resides in your brain. It leads with fear. I've talked about this before. Your authentic self, your true self, inner voice, pilot light lives in your heart. Your ego lives in your mind. And your ego is firmly based in fear mostly and firmly based in uh, seeking external validation and easily rub the wrong way or hurt or maybe not even easily, but it's the one that... um, causes problems and drama in your life. Like if you let your ego drive the bus, you're going to get hurt a lot more. So what happens in love relationships and what happened with us yesterday is that we were moving along, communicating fine. And then I said something that hit Maddie in the wrong way. His ego reacted to it. First and foremost, his ego was hurt. He took it personally and he shut down. And then my ego was upset that I hurt him and then was like protecting myself. So I was like, I, I didn't, that's not what my intention was. You know, I didn't mean to hurt you. Of course I apologized. I came from a good place, but the long and the short of it was that we were in a place of letting our egos sort of duke it out. You know, like if we had taken a step back in that moment, gotten quiet, taken a breath and gone, okay, that was a silly argument. Like, obviously you didn't mean to, okay, I'll speak from, from myself without my ego. That comment I made, which you felt was a snide comment or that put you down, or that was pejorative, as you said, was actually something that I really did not intend to be hurtful. I was sort of just taking the piss out of you, like they say in the UK. I was kind of joking with you. There wasn't, I will tell you right now, if there was a part of me that was trying to take a personal dig, I was not. I was not. But I am sorry that I hurt you. I see that I hurt you. Let's move on. You know, I apologize. I'm going to give you a hug. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, if I speak from my heart, I, I, I hurt him. I will also say that I feel that in that situation, he was being way too sensitive and that's the sort of Pisces thing. But the deal is that we all move through life in very different ways and I can't judge him and won't judge him for taking something personally because that's the way he reacts and responds to things. And that's not right or wrong. That's who he is. But if he had been in a place where he was reacting and responding to things the way he does, he's highly sensitive, but also embracing this notion of not taking anything personally, which is so important in life, he would not have taken my stupid comment personally. Now, on the other side, he snapped at me and shut down yesterday about this comment I made. I could have chosen to not take that personally and again, leave my ego in my brain, step into my heart, be curious rather than critical about about why he was upset and lead with compassion and see that he's hurt, understand that his ego was bruised and like I said before, apologize and embrace him you know? So that's a lot there. Are you with me? And I'm working through this argument and this resolve resolution as I go. But the thing is that our egos can bump up against each other so often. Think of an experience where that happens with your husband or your partner or someone you love dearly. And what is that about? This is far too much for me to go into today, but what I can say is that a lot of it gets into this sort of inner child stuff and that there are things that you carry with you from when you were a child and how you experienced um, communication with your parents um, and love you received or didn't receive or the way you were emotionally supported or not supported as a child. And um, there's a lot there. And I've been doing a lot of inner child work and I think it's fascinating and I want to talk more about it. But when our egos bump up against each other, there is this inner child thing of like, you hurt my feelings. You didn't hear what I said, or you said something mean. I know what I'm talking about and you just criticized me. So those were all things that he and I were thinking yesterday. And if you aren't careful, it can slip, slippery slope, slide out of control where then all of a sudden you are bruised. You're like an open wound where you're like, I'm hurt. My feelings are hurt. Um, and I'm let down and listen, sometimes it's easy to walk away from and then come back together and talk about it and work through it. Some days are easier than others. Yesterday we had this added challenge of it being my birthday And that's where I want to talk about the expectations things thing. So I went into my birthday with no expectations other than just, you know, wanting to do what I mentioned. And I did those things. But we also have an unrealistic expectation that is set in our house. And I don't know where it all began, but birthdays and special days like Mother's Day, Father's Day, when we became parents and our birthdays are meant to be days that are completely special for each of us, that no one is to touch or 
mess up or screw up in any way. And if they do, it is a huge problem. So you may be thinking, okay, that's reasonable. Like your birthday should be a perfect day. That's just for you that no one should screw up. But guess what? I realized this in spades yesterday in a painful way as I went and sent myself outside to walk for an hour in silence and really process a lot of this. Um, It's an unrealistic expectation. We are human beings living a very real life. No matter how beautiful it is in any given moment, it's real life. We're parents. You know, we are partners. We are still in a pandemic. We are still negotiating mental gymnastics of that. We have school things going on. We have various career and business things going on. We have family health things going on. We have a a myriad things going on. So the fact that it's my birthday doesn't mean that that day exists in a void where nothing else happens, you know, like I sent myself to the hairdresser and it was fun, but like not as fun as I expected. So that's a good example of not setting too high of expectations. Um, my acupuncture was as great as I expected, but when you set expectations for it being this sort of perfect day, whether it's your birthday or your wedding day or a vacation or, Gosh, whatever it is, a dinner with friends, a dinner with your husband, a workout, um, you know, a phone call, a class, anything. When something sort of chips at your crystal palace that you're living in of these high expectations for perfection for that day, it can come crashing down so quickly. And I really realize that, that, you know, any other day that would have been sort of a kerfuffle argument that we got into and our egos were knocking into each other, having a fist fight. And these like hurt inner children inside of us were like yelling at each other. And then we would have just come around to it, you know, and been like, well, that sucked. Sorry. I was sorry. I said that, like, I really didn't mean to hurt you. Please hear what I'm saying, you know? But because we had these really high expectations for the day, I had high expectations of it being my birthday. No one's going to put a chip in my crystal palace of birthday. And he had very high expectations of wanting to make it so special and perfect for me, which by the way, isn't fair to him either. There's no way to make a flawless day for someone. It doesn't exist. So then you know, he felt bad that something had marred my day. And I was like, let's just forget all the celebrating. It's been a great day. Let's just move on and have a normal day. But you know, I was bruised and I carried that with me and it just kind of, um, it, it got worse, you know, it got worse and it still hasn't gotten better. I'm better cause I'm working this out and I've done a lot of thinking. Um, but But the communication and connection with us hasn't gotten better. It will soon, I trust. We're very good at coming back to one another because of all this work we do around learning how to communicate. But um, yeah, my, my being bruised and my ego being bruised and my expectations not having been met and my frustration, um, 
over all those things um, made the rest of my day hard and kind of emotional and therefore made it hard on the people in my house as much as I tried not to let it you know as much as I tried to let it just be between Maddie and me and our stuff the kids were sort of like okay what's going on you know um so it's hard to it's hard to fake um how you're feeling especially oh gosh for me such an empath and like such a deep feeler and I just I I can feel all of the pain and the bruising like viscerally um so it was just it was rough and I'm sharing this here because I share hard things and I want to work through it with him obviously but with myself and for you so that you can go into the future going wow you know there's something to that what is that about the ego you know how do I bring my ego into a situation or a conversation in a way that might um make things harder you know like am I leading with my ego that's driven by fear and driven by this need to please others and seek external validation and um you know that really isn't my true self or am I leading with what I know is right and what is my true self so what am I bringing to this conversation or what did I contribute to that um, argument how did I contribute negatively to that how can I course correct Um, and a really important piece of it is not taking anything personally and remembering that what people say and do is rarely if ever about you you know it's about them um it's so interesting because yesterday Maddie felt that I was criticizing him and if I really think about my ego and how I took things personally and how he took things personally what I kind of come around to is that whatever I said to him must have had to do with me it must have been something that I was feeling insecure about and so I said something snarky to him Um, I'm not sure but it really is one of our greatest um, jobs in life is to not think take things personally and it took me so long to understand that and I'll just leave this here because obviously I'm still working on it but I want to tell you that where I first really learned that concept was from a book called the four agreements I try and reread it once a year I only read it for the first time two years ago but it's mind bendingly awakening enlightening and one of the four agreements is to not take anything personally and understand that whatever someone says to you that may feel hurtful is really about them that's just one example but if you move through life not taking anything personally I'm here to tell you you feel a lot less pain Now, there are times where I'm not able to do that, and that's I'm sharing a very real example with you today. I really took things personally yesterday. I was let down because expectations were not met and because I let my ego to the party, come to the party, you know? And so 
Um, these are just, these are three really huge things to work on. And, um, I hope that I've kind of made it clear enough to, to absorb. Um, there's so much to read about the ego. If you want to read sort of the Holy Bible of, um, the ego study or like all about the ego and, and, um, how it affects our lives in negative ways and how we can undo that. Um, it goes back to, um, the Eckhart Tolle book, um, a new earth, which, um, I first heard about, of course, on Oprah, maybe 16, 17 years ago. Um, and I finally read a couple of years ago. And that's really a great text to go to about the ego. It's really, really something. It's really something. Um, someone else who does a ton of ego work, which is really enlightening is Martha Beck and her process is called the work. And it's all about releasing the ego. It's fascinating. And it's, um, I don't want to say easily applicable, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, as does the Eckhart Tolle stuff. And then the four agreements, I can't remember the author right now, but it's a small, sweet little book. It's great to give as a gift. You'll read it in an hour, um, or two. It's great. And it's sort of something that I wish that I carried around in my bag all the time. Maybe I'm going to start doing that now. And then the thing about expectations, you know, um, I've read about that and sort of absorbed that a lot um, as I've moved along. It's really interesting because my therapist disagrees with me that it's not reasonable to set expectations. He just thinks that you've got to sort of keep them in check. Um, I think that's good advice. You know, I know that it's hard to not have any expectations, but it's important to keep them in check. And, um, if we are able to sort of check our egos and our expectations, um, at the door, um, we can be a lot more free and certainly move through our days with less, um, resistance and pain and without bumping up against our partner or husband or our children or our mother or our boss or our anyone ourselves as much. It just leads to better communication. So um, thank you for working that through with me. I hope it was helpful. I'm going to go work this through with my husband at some point as well. Um, and really hope this is of benefit to you. And just know that there's no such thing as a perfect day. You know, I, I often felt kind of bad for my brides, my clients who would go into their wedding days wanting it to be a perfect day and so terrified if anything went wrong. And I was the same way as a bride when I was 29. Um, and I wanted to say to them, this isn't the best day of your life. And that's okay. You know, it's just a day. It's your wedding. It's going to be great. Like it was just my birthday. There was so much of it that was great. It's okay that we had an argument or it's okay at your wedding that the bus was late, you know, or that your, your hair isn't exactly how you wanted it to be, or that someone gave a drunk toast that went on too long. It's just a day. So manage, let's work on managing our expectations and when we see that we've hurt someone, not remind them that they're supposed to not take anything personally, but step back and really um, get into our heart, which is where our all-knowing um, inner beings and pilot lights are, and 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 uh, be curious about what the other person is feeling. And as my brilliant father-in-law says, 
seek to understand before you seek to be understood. So that is some really good advice. Okay, lots of love, big hugs. Hope everyone out there is finding a way to get vaccinated and that the sun is shining on you and take some time for yourself. I'm grateful for this time with you today. Boy, did I need it. I'll be back with you again soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.